Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hi, everybody, and welcome in. It's another edition of Live Bet Saturday. We have you covered from all over Las Vegas, week six of college football. I'm Ben Wilson at a very packed Mandalay Bay. That's because in just a few hours, BYU and Notre Dame squaring off right across the street at Allegiant Stadium. So a bunch of Cougar and Irish fans right behind our studios right now. Meanwhile, at a slightly tamer South Point, Jeff Parles residing at the moment, as he does each and every Saturday with us. And in just a second, we'll welcome in Dan Saley, who is joining us this week, our resident handicapper over at the Circus Sportsbook Studios in downtown Las Vegas. Jeff, we'll get to some of the previews here as we're rolling into that 3.30 Eastern window. But first, of the early games going on, there are eight of them. Most of them are pretty much decided at this point. You have all but three games right now decided by at least 17 points or more. And arguably the game of the day, the most unanticipated game of the season, if you would have told us this back in August, (laughs) TCU in Kansas, which ESPN Analytics gave a 0.01% probability of these two teams meeting undefeated at this point in the season. Jeff, it's a seven-point game. You and I both have action. What are you seeing right now? Surprised it was that high, actually, Ben. Not going to lie <laughs> uh, on that percentage. Uh, you know what? I got to give Kansas a lot of credit, even though they're losing right now. I, I took seven with the Jayhawks. Uh, just bad timing. I could have got seven and a half uh, and didn't want to double dip. Uh, but really the big story in this game, Jalen Daniels gets hurt at the end of the first half, gets landed on awkwardly, so that right shoulder uh, ends up getting injured. So enter Jason Bean, who last year we saw play a lot, and was not overly effective for the Jayhawks. And all Bean's done is 12 of 16, three touchdowns. He did have a bad interception that led to a TCU touchdown. But KU has the ball right now. Six minutes to go. Second down and eight. Just out, just beyond midfield. Trying to get back in this down a touchdown. As they're going to pick up a first and be in TCU territory. Right now, on the live numbers, Kansas is plus 420 to win this game outright. They're six and a half, make it four and a half now after that pickup by being there, Ben. 31-24 that game. Again, TCU on top of Kansas, two undefeated teams, two teams yet to fail to cover against the spread. We'll see if both of those teams could theoretically stay that way if this game lands seven and we get a push on both sides. Let's welcome in Dan Saley. He's joining us from Circa. 
Paul Stone, our resident handicapper, out of the country this week. So a big shout-out to Dan, who is part of the VEASAN Circa Handicapping Football Invitational. You see that every Friday night with Matt Humans on the network. Dan, great to welcome you in for the first time. How's your Saturday going so far with the bets? It's uh, going pretty well, actually. I'm, I'm, needing, uh, I'm needing Purdue to get this go-ahead score, and they're, they're right there at about the one. You and me both, Dan. So it's going pretty well. <laughs> there we go. 23-17, Maryland on top of Purdue. But as you guys just mentioned, Boilermakers on the move. Maryland laying three in that spot. Uh, and as far as how we'll do this, Dan, as we always do, three-hour show here looking at all the in-game updates. But we also want to get all your thoughts on these games still to come here. So as we get a bunch of these games now winding down to the wire, Want to jump in and get your thoughts here on some of these afternoon games still to come while people still have opportunities to get bets in. And as we talked about, you're in the Friday Football Handicapping Invitational. One of the bets that made your card this week is one of the marquee games of this afternoon slate in UCLA hosting Utah. We've seen most of the three and a halfs that were out there on the traveling Utes, now down to minus three at the Rose Bowl. What was your position, Dan, and uh, what, what was your thinking on this one coming in with the number that has now gone down back to that key number of three here? Well, it's a, it's a big matchup. You know, Utah has beaten UCLA five straight times, but if you dig into that a little bit more, a little deeper, you see those were UCLA teams that had losing records, except for last year. But Dorian Thompson-Robinson didn't play in that game, and they didn't play in 2020, the COVID year. So this is the first time that Utah has actually played a veteran DTR, playing at his best right now. Uh, Utah is definitely a fantastic team. They had a good loss at Florida in week one. But their only quality win was actually last week when, when they housed Oregon State 42-16 to with the help of uh, uh, four turnovers, I believe. UCLA didn't really prove that they were for real until last week themselves when they, they basically destroyed Washington in the first half of that game, and it was over. Uh, this looks like a, a heavyweight fight with big boys throwing some, some haymakers. Uh, when, when the game opened at, at three, uh, three and a half actually, uh, I saw a move going down to three, and another book still had the three and a half, so I grabbed the three and a half. Now, later that day, I was a bit surprised that that line went up to four, even five, and then it promptly drop back down and as you mentioned I think we're back down to three I do like UCLA in this matchup I I think that they're going to show that they're done being pushed around by Utah and as good as Utah is it's not the same Utah team that we've seen the last couple of years I don't think their defensive line is as scary as it used to be sitting right now as you mentioned Dan that opened at circa originally at three quickly to three and a half you and a bunch of others taking that from three and a half back down to the three as it sits right now. Hard to believe, Jeff. Utah's outscored UCLA 134 to 37 in the Chip Kelly era. Have to think that's got to be on the mind of the UCLA head coach today. Yeah, I don't think that's that hard to believe just knowing how slow it's been getting things going in Westwood. I, I'm on I'm on the same side as Dan here. I like UCLA uh, really just because of DTR. We saw in week one, Utah went on the road now the environment in Gainesville significantly better than what you'll get in the Rose Bowl in about 25 minutes. But Anthony Richardson, who since that game has really regressed back to planet Earth, dominated Utah's defense. DTR is better than, uh, th than Richardson at this point. I don't see Utah's defense being able to slow UCLA down. I expect this game to be high scoring. I think UCLA stays in. I know they already had that scare against South Alabama, but I think the Jaguars are actually a pretty darn good football team out of the belt. I like UCLA outright here, guys. I, I think they're going to get the, get it yeah. done at the Rose Bowl today. And all of a sudden, that battle for L.A. at the end of the season between UCLA and USC could not only be for a Pac-12 South, South championship, could be for a potential four seed in the college football playoff. Yeah, what a great two weeks. I just hope that uh, UCLA. As we talk about, yeah. I was just sorry. I, I was just hope that UCLA has more fans in the stands than Utah today. That's my big hope. <laughs> it's a valid point, Dan. <laughs> you, yeah, it's like, where do you set the over-under on that? I was just going to say a huge two weeks for the Pac-12 in general when you think about the matchup to come next week. 
going to Rice-Eccles, where USC goes on the road and takes on Utah. We'll find out a lot between this Saturday and next Saturday about the powers that be there in the Pac-12. So great to start off with our previews here. Again, we have a bunch still to come. Uh, Dan, again, one of the 16 handicappers involved in the VEASAN Friday Night Circa Football Invitational. So we'll get all of Dan's plays here as we continue on the show. But, Jeff, we're, we're getting you some... Wild action as we get down the stretch for all of our early games. We're waiting on a review here in Kansas, but upheld. the officials have upheld a touchdown on the field. So Jason Bean to Quinton Skinner, 29-yard touchdown pass. I got to admit, Jeff, and Kansas has pulled it within an extra point of tying this game, 421 to go. <laughs> this has been one of the, on the sense, most satisfying and also most frustrating in-game betting situations <laughs> for me this year because at 10-0, I took in-game over 45 and a half. Best bet you on a made game all that year. Opened at circa, yeah. Best number probably all year. On a game that opened at circa 58, was bet all the way up to 71. And my rationale was pretty simple. Each team at that point was at 6.9 yards per play or higher. Completely expected this game to evolve into a track meet. Yet about three minutes of real time later, quarterback Jalen Daniels gets injured. Now, fortunately for me, at least I thought at the time, Kansas was in field goal range, so they get a field goal. Number pops up to 46 and a half, and I immediately got off the number. I grabbed 46 and a half under, thinking, all right, there is this awful backup quarterback coming in. Jeff, you watched a lot of Kansas football a season ago. What, what were you expecting the drop-off compared to what we're actually seeing so far from Jalen Daniels to Justin Bean at this point? Three and a half games of last year count, Ben? Uh, but more more than anything, uh, Bean, look, this is a totally different man today that we're seeing in, in Jason Bean, where he's looked awesome. There's been no drop-off. Daniels kind of struggled in the first half. He did the same thing that K.J. Jefferson did a few weeks ago against Texas A&M, where he tried reaching from the goal line too far out and fumbled. That actually took points off the board for Kansas. But Bean, other than that interception where I think there was a little miscommunication with him and his receiver, He's been awesome. He's been awesome. I did not expect this. And Kansas and TCU, which a game that, of course, College Game Day was there today. It's two undefeated teams. As crazy as this would have sounded even two weeks ago, no less five weeks ago, the winner of this game's in the driver's seat, along with Oklahoma State, to be in Arlington in the Big 12 title game. And that is kind of just how this college football season in 2022 has gone, Ben. Yeah, Dan, I know you're someone who's had action on Kansas throughout this run of theirs, now having covered eight games going back to a season ago. How has your power rating evolved here on, on the Jayhawks, and did you view this number as uh, being a fair one at close with the seven-point margin for TCU on the road? I think it was somewhat fair. I, I was kind of picking today as the day that they kind of come back down to earth. And as much as I didn't want that to happen, because I've really loved this Kansas story, I'm really excited for them, I'm happy to see that happen. But I felt like today they were coming up against a much tougher team in TCU. Uh, so the line, I was a little bit surprised that it was at seven. I thought it was going to maybe be eight or nine. Uh, but I was happy to take six and a half with TCU. But as we sit here right now, looks like uh, that's a, a dangerous bet. Uh, go Kansas no Jayhawks. <laughs> 31 all, four minutes to go. Seeing right now in the live market, TCU about to get the ball back on the kickoff, laying three. Juice is varying depending on the book, but where Jeff is at, it's a three minus 115 on TCU. At Circa, where Dan Saley is at, it's a three even money there uh, with the juice on the Kansas side. As far as other games are going down to the wire, Dan and Jeff happy right now because Purdue punches it in. Aiden O'Connell to Payne Durham from four yards out, and then the Boilermakers force a punt of Maryland. So 24-23, Purdue up, catching three points in that spot. Total looking to go way under the 60 with 2.20 to go in that game. Uh, Missouri and Florida about to wrap up here. KU hanging on. I should say Florida hanging on 24-17 uh, as that game is over. We'll update everything next, get into some previews as we continue here on the show. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not. 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. The NHL season has officially begun, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. The VEASAN Hockey Season Prep Guide is available now with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in-depth analysis from our hockey experts, including Andy McNeil, with predictions for teams and players, win totals, daily betting tips, season-long trends to watch, plus three things every new NHL better should know. This guide is a must-have with key insights and data for both avid hockey bettors and those new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season and get the VEASAN Hockey Season Prep Guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber today at vcin.com slash subscribe. Couple games from the early window having gone final. We'll tell you about those right now. Get back out to the updates and get Dan Saley's thoughts on the afternoon window of games about to kick off in the next 15 minutes. It's a final at the Swamp. Florida, despite leading by scores of 10-0 in the first quarter, do not cover the first half, and up by 24-10 in the third quarter, still do not cover the full game. Florida laying 11 in that spot against Missouri. Tigers able to get into the back door with a late fourth quarter touchdown. 24-17, Florida wins but does not cover. Total stays well under 53 and a half. And meanwhile, what they're calling, guys, the red wedding at the Cotton Bowl. Texas 49, Oklahoma is nothing <laughs> as Texas easily covers the seven or seven and a half. I know Jeff doesn't watch Game of Thrones. Even he, even I he get gets that, that reference. Even I get that <laughs> reference. Come on now. <laughs> 60, uh, 65 was your closing total. That thing stays under. No Dylan Gabriel, the quarterback for Oklahoma, in that game. And it was truly a bloodbath. As far as the game still going on, though, guys, right now, Michigan has just scored a touchdown to take a 23-10 lead on Indiana as a 23-and-a-half-point closing favorite. Jeff, this has not been straightforward whatsoever, though, for Michigan, despite holding Indiana to 35 rushing yards. Wolverines have let the Hoosiers hang around here and are very much unlikely to get the cover at this point. Yeah, this is a nice uh, sleepwalk uh, from the Wolverines. Again, Indiana stinks. They're the worst team, at least to me, in the Big Ten. I don't care that they started 3-0 and and non- or excuse me, started 3-0 and with that win against Illinois and the two non-con wins against Idaho and Western Kentucky, but they're not a good football team. This is a this is just a look ahead by Michigan. They look past this game. They have Penn State next week at the big house. Uh, I, I really take nothing from this, Ben, other than that Michigan, if they're going to play like this against Penn State, they may very well lose at home next week. But I would imagine this yeah. more had to do with just looking ahead to a good opponent next week when you're playing arguably the worst team in your conference. Uh, reviewing that touchdown right now, so we'll see if that is upheld for Michigan. Uh, Dan, just in general here, we talk so much about the first three games for Michigan favored by a combined 131 and a half. So it was really hard to get a good gauge of what this team actually is. Uh, how do you view Michigan now going forward here, about to go to 6-0, and assuming they hang on here with nine minutes to play? I'd say they're, the, they're about the same as we, as we thought. I, I don't see that much of a fundamental difference. I think they are looking ahead to Penn State. And I th- actually think I'll probably be betting Penn State. I'm curious to see what that number is. I bet it's probably around seven. Uh, Michigan is a juggernaut. I, I think uh, Coach Harbaugh kind of getting what he asked for. He wanted to change quarterbacks to, to J.J., and I, I think McNamara has a bit more of a steady hand. 
And uh, yeah, there might be more upside with McCarthy, but I think what we're seeing now with McNamara being injured, uh, I haven't exactly been enamored with Michigan's play last week or today. Yeah, and Michigan, they do uphold the touchdown. McCarthy today, it's been fine, 24 of 32, 266 yards through the air, two touchdowns and an interception. Blake Corum, the big standout today, 23 carries, a buck 20 through the ground and a touchdown. Live lines off the board right now with that touchdown just having taken place, but 24 to 10, Michigan on top of Indiana. That will trend way to the under at 57 and a half. Dan, you're mentioning how you're looking to bet Penn State. You're someone who plays a lot of the Circa openers, which are released at about 11 a.m. Pacific time on Sundays. We have our very special College Football Lines Revealed show with Jonathan Von Tobel at that time every Sunday morning. So that helps take you as betters through all of those lines as they come out here. And as we turn now to some of the games still to come in the next 10, 15 minutes, Dan, with the way you've targeted these, Wisconsin's a team that got a lot of early action. First game after the firing of head coach Paul Christ after getting blasted by Brett Bielema in Illinois last week at Camp Randall. Open at circa eight. You Sounds like you jumped in pretty much right away here on the Badgers, and this thing is going to close right around double digits. Seeing it right now market-wide at about Wisconsin laying the 10 44 and a half the total. Was this as simple as just first game following a head coach firing for you, Dan, or something else at uh, play there with Wisconsin and Northwestern? It's actually always very convoluted when a coach leaves midseason, and it can go a number of different ways. I was on Illinois last week to beat Wisconsin. Wisconsin's just simply not the same team, and I think we saw them trending downward the last few years, and that's why Paul Chris was ultimately dismissed. Uh, but for this particular game, it does come down to this situation. My understanding is that the players on the Wisconsin team really love their coach. And I think they were all pretty upset that he was fired. I think we're going to see an uh, impassioned group of, of kids go out and play all out as a tribute to Paul Christ. You know, there's been other times where the, where the players didn't really like the coach. And sometimes they, they come out flat. They don't, they don't care that day. Or sometimes they actually show up the coach and they come out big as well. You really have to kind of know what's going on in that program. But to me, this was a simple, and thankfully Northwestern is really pitiful on offense, a pretty decent defense, but they're so bad. I think Wisconsin's just going to walk all over them. So uh, yeah. that was the reason I, I laid that number simple. Jeff, you know all about uh, you know all about firsthand wagering on uh, North yeah, Northwestern no, having it look bad. You know, it's it, it's it's kind of amazing because I'm with Dan. These at least in college, the coaching fi the game after a coach gets fired can really be random. It's not really like in the pros where you usually see that see that's a a bet on if the team hasn't completely given up. But look, I, I'm in the camp of. Fading Northwestern right now is not a bad move, regardless of who the opponent is. Uh, I, I like Dan's number a little bit better than what the market has right now, but uh, I, I would not look to bet Northwestern, that's for sure. Yeah, sitting there right now, pretty much 10 uh, market-wide. couple of real quick updates. TCU goes right down the field. Six-play touchdown drive led by quarterback Max Duggan, who uh, a buddy of mine, uh, Mackenzie uh, Rivers, over at uh, the uh, Daily Wager crew at ESPN, he took a shot at Max Duggan, 100-1 to to win the Heisman. Uh, and Mackenzie was talking to him this week. I'm like, man, what, I wonder what that number is if TCU looks good and beats Kansas. I think that number is going to come way, way down on Duggan to, uh, to win the Heisman. So uh, 100 to 1 for, for Duggan last week. Kansas does get the ball back, though. 123 to go, down by 7. First and 20 on their own 37 in a game that closed 7. So a potential for a push here if you came in late. Again, this open TCU minus 5 at Circa. Quickly bet up to that whole touchdown spread. And one final here, Louisville. And uh, all the money, Jeff, coming to the, to the Cardinals in this game, even though they had lost outright as favorites twice in ACC play to open. But for Virginia, it just seems like the new coach with the quarterback, Brendan Armstrong combo, uh, leaving a lot to be desired there with Tony Elliott in Charlottesville, where it was a 10-0 lead for the Hoos. But after that, all Cardinal 34-17 as a closing one-point dog after opening here, Virginia laying the four there. And uh, I guess Scott Satterfield's group there, Jeff, uh, off the schneid in ACC play. Malik Cunningham didn't play. He had a concussion, Ben, and it didn't matter. I, I mean, it was Brock Duman today, 17 to 30, 275, a touchdown and two picks. It's not like he even played well. And look, these 
Clemson assistants, the longtime assistants for Sweeney, who got jobs now with Elliott, as we know, in Virginia. And a uh, uh, great day for Venables in Oklahoma, who we haven't even mentioned uh, other than uh, earlier before with that 49 nothing loss to Texas. Both those guys are off to really bad starts. Oklahoma having three losses on, on October 8th is unheard of. And Virginia, who was pretty reasonable these last few years with Bronco Mendenhall, the same quarterback is there in Armstrong. They stink. That's a horrible loss for Virginia. Yep. Actually, I, I should correct myself. I just saw the line move, too. That was four points on the uh, on the Louisville side to open up. So, a yep. flip of favorites, five-and-a-half-point line move. Closing line value. You can take your tickets to the uh, to the, to the to the store there of, of CLV fame as we get an incomplete pass for Kansas. Now driving inside TCU territory. There, 52 seconds to go. Now down by seven. We'll fit one more game in here before we hit a break. Dan, you're on this Pitt and Virginia Tech matchup. Pat Narduzzi's Pitt team loses outright. Is over three touchdown favorites to Georgia Tech a week ago. Laying a couple touchdowns this week at home against the Hokies. Who do you like here? It's hard to believe that uh, Pitt was a three-touchdown favorite and lost outright to Georgia Tech last week. And there's a, lot of, there's a lot of trends that point towards Pitt. Pitt's beaten Virginia Tech soundly while at home in recent history. Uh, and I think Virginia Tech's on an 0-9 ATS run at Pitt. But I keep thinking Virginia Tech only scored 10 versus North Carolina, the vaunted defense of North <laughs> Carolina, as you recall. Right. They gave up 61 right. to App State a few weeks ago. They gave up 45 to Notre Dame. Again, another big-time offense, right? Uh, now they're facing a pit defense that has held opponents to just 54%, uh, giving up only five touchdowns, getting four interceptions. The quarterback for Virginia Tech, Grant Wells, uh, he's a bit of an inter interception machine, especially lately. I'm a little nervous because Narduzzi is on a 3-13 and ATS uh, home favorite uh, of being more than seven points. Uh, that is not good. Virginia Tech is flat out in a lot of trouble. And mm -hmm. Pitt, thankfully, they did lose. So now you, you really got to think that they're going to come back strong after a good week of practice. They're going to be angry, and they're coming up against the right opponent, a weak opponent. So I, I like Pitt. Uh, uh, yeah, don't like 14, it's gone but into I your favor there, Dan, from 14 up to 15 now. Most shops, 14 opening there at Circa. Uh, Kansas with a fourth down, 40 seconds to go, down by seven. Jeff will tell you about that on the other side because the legendary odds maker Jimmy Vaccaro stops by the South Point set right after this on Live Bet Saturday. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Football season's in full swing, and for everything you need to know before betting this week, you need to subscribe to VSEN Pro. With VEASAN Pro, you get full access to everything we do, including our picks at a glance. That's a daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. 24-7 video, season prep, including our weekly pro and college football matchup guides covering every game all season long. Pro tools, like our exclusive betting splits, and pro tips, updated every hour with actionable insights to up your betting game. Sign up on our discounted football special and get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $175. Or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of VEASAN, the sports betting network. Happy to be with you. Live bet Saturday. We'll check in with Dan Sally and Ben Wilson in a little bit, but to my right... It's the legendary Jimmy Vaccaro with me right now, Jimmy. Right, Hello. left. Which one now? It's, right. well, it's my. It's my. It's my, my right. Okay. It's my right. Uh, that would also be. Uh, that would also be camera right as well. So there you go. Uh, well, but, as the monkeys would say, it's just another Pleasant Valley Saturday. <laughs> Jimmy, uh, you know, it, it, we we talked last week real quick, uh, just about we're we're two years past the the, the full pandemic season. Mm -hmm. And behind us on a big day, just another full boat on yeah. another Saturday. Well, first of all, you know, we'd like to take some of the credit here with the people who obviously give us the okay to do certain things. That's mm -hmm. Michael Gaughan, the owner of the casino. Obviously, Chris is in the back, and I wander around. And we get to do just about what we want. But, you know, we're just a reflection of what the customers want. Now, naturally, today is SRO only. And, uh, you know, we pride ourselves in doing things that obviously keep this type of attendance up. So here we are, and so far, 
A great Saturday. So far early, Jimmy. Uh, by the way, uh, quick updates uh, that in games that have gone final. Purdue survives hmm. against Maryland, 31-29. Purdue wins outright as a three or three-and-a-half-point underdog, depending on when you got it. Uh, even though Purdue did their best to uh, blow that game, the Boilers get there in the end. And then the game of the day, this this morning slate out here in the West Coast, TCU holds on against Kansas, 38-31, an incomplete pass from Bean on fourth down and seven, goes for naught. The game goes under the 71 closer, and Jimmy, in a game that toggled between six and a half and seven and a half, mm -hmm. landing seven with the favorite winning by seven is usually not a great result. Well, it's never a great result. Now, why would you look at me and laugh and say, ha ha, Jimmy, six <laughs> and a half, seven and a half? Like, you really care if the bookmakers blow hey, their brains out. I was going to say, up. every once in a while, you got to lose one, right? Why is that? Oh, come on now. <laughs> we got to win one, too. Okay. I pushed in that game, so you I did. didn't even. I, I at least didn't take the worst of it, which would have been a loser, and uh -huh. I didn't get the best of it. So, well, at least get my then, money back. Then you look at it this way. You know, you didn't win, but you should have won. I could have won. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Won. I'm making fun because, you know what, at my age and as long as I've been doing it, I'm allowed to. Oh, of course. Oh, <laughs> look, a little bit of levity is always good. You yeah, know you're that. right. And you know what? I try to keep it on a level where it's like, you know, it's not brain crushing every time there's a game that comes in. But remember also, we're more we're more of less of a tourist attraction and a local uh, local, local people come up to bet. So uh, they don't know about the best number, the worst number. They're mm -hmm. just betting on their team. Correct. And sometimes it helps most of times it doesn't help you how about speaking uh, speaking of betting on their team mm -hmm. this game that's starting in about 10 minutes from now ucla and utah right of course we know based off the location here at the south point mm -hmm. very easy getting in on 15 from southern california yes yes it is. U ucla has been bet down to a three-point underdog mm -hmm. in this game now i would imagine it's been mostly that type of money where you where the Casuals are coming in and betting the Bruins today. Yeah, obviously we get the Arizona uh, carryovers, mm -hmm. we get the LA carryovers, and obviously, yes, as I just said a minute ago, yeah, uh, the people who are in line now. Uh, you're not going to see this game go back to four because there's just too many people. Uh, obviously, it, to us, it's like they're taking a bad number with the three because they should have taken a three and a half, and there was a blink of, of four a couple of days ago. So yes, you know, and, and I try to tell people, and one of these days we have a long time or or something we can do for four or five times in a row it's like it's a new way of people betting they're betting their team so obviously but we we adjust odds a little different than maybe just uh offshore places just simply have people who call in so it's a unique situation put it this way young man uh, uh, seriously it is quite different when i first took my first bet 48 years ago i can tell you that i would imagine I would imagine uh, no uh, no chalkboard involved today. Uh, no 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 chalkboard. No, uh, the, the circle game kind of has gone away as well too. Well, no, the circle game. I really never used the circle game. I just used uh, more or less like letting people know that like obviously the, the limits are, are lower on that. But yeah, circle games are are, are, are still prevalent. But uh, I, I the the best thing that I ever did is like nothing. That's what right. I do. <laughs> I just stay out of the way, and it seems to have been okay. It, uh, it kept an old man like me off the street. You, you just uh, let the betters do. Their thing and, uh, and and go from there and mm -hmm. react off of that, Jimmy. I, I, of course, uh, I, I won't ask you the the college football compared to the NFL handle because mm -hmm. we know the answer to that already. Mm -hmm. right. But we have a new round of baseball playoffs right. that are going this weekend. Uh, there's a game right now that's in the bottom of the 11th inning, and Cleveland oh. and Tampa are nothing, nothing right. in a game that had a total sub six. Right. So right now, uh, it, that total of six actually did close six. That was some five and a half out there as well. Uh, still, nothing, nothing. But handle-wise, this, this playoff round that never existed before, I would imagine still getting engulfed by the college football money. Well, obviously, yeah, you're, you're going to see that, and you just said it. It's, but it's quite different. It swings around no matter what. As long as we get the Yankees playing somewhere down the line, and as long as we play getting the Dodgers somewhere down the line. Let me give you a little secret out there. Yes. What I root for, what most bookmakers in the, in the free world root for also, is like the Dodgers and the Yankees and stuff like that, they help us on the Tuesday and Wednesday when it's mm -hmm. relatively a slow day. Uh, you know, I, I don't want the, the Padres playing on Tuesday or Wednesday, but give me the Yankees and the Dodgers. You obviously have favorite teams, and once again, they don't know whether they're laying $1.40 on the game or $1.60. Uh, so that is what... That's what churns it. So when, when you get the Yankees and the Dodgers, you'll see a big spike in the handle for that particular game. So I would imagine, because you just mentioned 
two teams that got to buy to the right. old mm -hmm. to the division series, the original old first round. The Dodgers mm -hmm. are either going to draw the Padres if they hold the one zero lead against the Mets, mm -hmm. or the Mets, which will right. be big handle game regardless of who that opponent is because the Dodgers are there. Right. But add those two teams in to help out as well, mm -hmm. and the Yankees are going to play the winner of this Cleveland and Tampa series on right. Tuesday. Well, what what you get 80% uh, of the time is like, uh, if you're looking to bet the underdog in these playoff games, you wait because, you know, the public is, is going to drive them up eight out of ten times. Right. Let's say the Yankees open $1.40. It figures to be no less than $1.50 when they're ready to, to uh, throw the first pitch. So, as we know, and as these so-called wise guys know, too, uh, and sometimes they'll bet these Yankees and the Dodgers early looking to get rid of it, you know, or, or have a have a few numbers going for them that uh, uh, it's, it's a free roll for them. So it's unique, but after all these years, uh, the bookmakers behind the counter know also what to adjust to and what to do and what the public is going to do with these games. Jimmy, am I reading my screamer, screen right right now that you guys on the Met Padre game tonight, which is DeGrom and Snell, mm -hmm. have a five and a half with juice on the under right now? Wow. You know, <laughs> the, the only thing I can remember way back, because I've been asked that question a million times, Dwight Gooden, I think, was the first one to, we used to totals under the six. That mm -hmm. was a big deal. And Nolan Ryan at times, too. But uh, you go with him. Now, if we go back when I was a kid, it would have been Bob Gibson. Because I th I still think Gibson's pitching and nobody got to second base. Right. But, <laughs> but you're right. You have to – You again, it's a little bit of a chess game, which is kind of fun to do also. Right. Uh, today, right after a day where yesterday the mm -hmm. highest total was seven right. in Seattle and Toronto, there's a seven and a half still on the game that will start in about 20 minutes. Uh, Gosman and Ray with the Mariners looking to advance to the division right. series. Uh, mm -hmm. Jimmy, uh, before we let you go, okay. NFL-wise... On a what? NFL-wise NFL. for tomorrow. Anything uh -huh. that stands out to you? Yeah, right there's 87,000 tickets on the teaser to the Packers or the Chiefs. No way. <laughs> <laughs> because it went, the Packer game, 6.30 in the morning. They'll be lined up tomorrow morning to bet that teaser. Because, first of all, how can the Packers lose and the Raiders are okay? But you know what? The Chiefs are going to beat them also. So that's what we're up against there, already. There are a lot of, like, this week. because Teaser, Green, teaser the, week. The, yes, because Green Bay is that, that eight, eight-and-a-half point favorite. Uh -huh. Obviously, get them under the three, eight, eight at the shop, uh, your shop right behind us here, Jimmy. But then you have... San Francisco against Carolina, uh -huh. where I'm sure there are people like, oh, we just saw San Francisco play great on Monday night. Right. How could they lose to Carolina? Right. Right. Get them down to a half. Uh, you you mentioned uh, Kansas City down to one. Right. Just, there are a lot of uh, – and Minnesota as well. Against the Bears, okay. oh, the Bears stink. How could Minnesota lose to them? Like, there's a lot of those favorites that are going to get teased well, down there's, this week. There's, the teachers have been – Absolutely, pretty productive for the uh, for the general public because right. they, they, it's like it's easy just to say give me the Chiefs at minus one, give me the Packers minus one and a half. Uh, but you know we still hold our own. It just takes from the bookmaker side. Just give me one early game that uh, if the Packers lose or whatever next week or on whatever tomorrow, they just run to the counter again and find somebody else to go with the Chiefs. Right, that's what they'll do. <laughs> I would imagine so if the Giants somehow pull off that upset. Uh, bright and early tomorrow in yeah. London. Jimmy, as always, thank you very much. I'm just going to stay here all night. I, hey, look, we're not going to complain if you do See that, you Jimmy. later. Jimmy Vaccaro, everyone. Uh, of course, uh, the legendary Jimmy. You all right over there? I my foot. <laughs> we have Live Bet Saturday. We have more games to update, more games to preview. Dan and Ben, come back with us next. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago street course. We have the side-by-side -side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app, featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Great to be back on Live Bet Saturday. Thanks, as always, to the legendary odds maker Jimmy Vaccaro for stopping by our South Point studios where Jeff Parles is standing by. Dan Saley back with us from Circa. And I'm Ben Wilson at a very busy Mandalay Bay Sportsbook Studio right now. Guys, before we get to more updates and previews, our VEASAN Pro Tip of the Hour, which we give you each and every hour across all of our shows on the network. Pay attention to the opening lines, and if you have conviction, go ahead and make that bet right then and there on a particular game. If you are have a strong feeling one way or another, don't wait for the line to move and get out of hand. Great example today, TCU in Kansas. Total opens 58, gets bet all the way up to 71, and that thing lands 69. If you were late to the party, you got yourself a loser on the over. If you were all over that to begin the week, uh, you had a winning ticket there. Dan, you're somebody who bets a lot of these openers. What would you say, just you know, ballpark estimate, number, a percentage of tickets you end up with that are bet on openers versus, say, Friday or Saturday mornings with these college football weeks in general? Depends on each week, but I would say at least 50%, sometimes more. Usually not less, but I would say, you know, maybe... 10 to 20 games at the openers, then maybe another 10, 15 afterwards. It depends, but I, I prefer the openers. I, I, I understand why, because of all the movement, and when they come out at Circa on those Sundays, can represent some really, really good value. Um, we'll get into some other previews, too. We have a couple of games to get your thoughts on, Dan, as we get ready for these 4 p.m. Eastern starts. Just to circle back, though, tie the knot on the early window, because all of our games we were focusing on in the early window uh, have now gone final. About two games in the SEC that ended up being complete blowouts. Tennessee all over LSU. This was a trendy dog. LSU bet from plus four down to plus two and a half. But the Tigers fumbled the opening kickoff, and it just looked like a dead-on-arrival type team there in Baton Rouge. All Tennessee, falls 40, Tigers 13, easily covering. Total stays under, though, the 64 or 63-and-a-half. Same deal in Starkville, where Mississippi State jumps up double digits on Arkansas out of the gates and rolls 40-17. to 17. That final, either an 8-and-a-half or 9-point spread for Mississippi State. This was one, though, that the betters were all over if you compare the openers. Bulldogs open minus 6 get bet up to minus eight and a half or nine and close any of those numbers. Total, if you look at how that thing wrapped up, was at 55 and a half for 56, and that thing just crawls over 40 to 17. The final, Jeff, of those two results, Tennessee, Mississippi State winning in runouts, which, which one of the two surprised you the most? Neither. <laughs> Neither, to be honest with you, Ben. I bet Tennessee, I didn't understand why LSU was getting all that love. LSU... I don't, I don't care that they beat Mississippi State at home. I don't care that they came from behind and beat Auburn last week. 
Tennessee's in a different class than LSU is right now until Brian Kelly really gets things going there in Baton Rouge. And look, I understand it was a look-ahead spot with Tennessee with Alabama on deck. But this Wilds team is really darn good. And Hendon Hooker is not getting enough love for the Heisman race. To me, other than Stroud, he's been the second-best quarterback in the country so far this year. And he's going to have a big-time chance next week with Alabama going to Neyland. Man, I won't be shocked if Tennessee wins that game outright next week against wow. Alabama. I really won't. And that is really just a testament to how good of a job and how quickly Josh Heupel has turned around a program that was an abject mess for an extended period of time. And then Arkansas just feels like uh, uh, a team that missed their window with the game against A&M, turned into a second loss last week against Bama, and now it looks like they're a team that, that – is fighting it right now. And Mississippi State, when you get them at home, they're good. And Will Rogers, as we know, is a really good quarterback. So neither yep. of those results surprised me one bit today, Ben. Yep. Last game also that goes final in the early window. It was a sweat if you took the points with Indiana, but the Hoosiers do get there. 31-10. Michigan did add another late touchdown in the fourth quarter, but is a 22-and-a-half point closing favor. Do not cover after opening 21 and catching a lot of the money. 57-and-a-half the closing total. That one goes well under. So we're into the late afternoon window. We're three minutes and 12 seconds into the game in Stillwater, and we already have, it looks like, going to be 14 points as they are kicking an extra point. Texas Tech and Oklahoma State wasting no time getting on the scoreboard. Seven up there in a game where the Pokes were favored by 11. Total of 65 and a half feels a little bit light because that thing is already up to 75 and a half on the in-game. All right, Dan, we've got some We've got some doozies coming up, though, at the 4 p.m. Eastern window that uh, you could look at and say, man, I don't want to get behind either of these teams. But situationally represents uh, some intriguing spots, starting in Nashville, where Vanderbilt Commodores have seen a little bit of money this week against Ole Miss, fresh off that wild back-and-forth dramatic win down at the Grove against Kentucky last week. Rebels were laying 19 on the opener. Uh, we've seen this come down to around 17 here. Ole Miss laying it in Nashville against Vandy. What was your position heading into this one between the Rebs and Commodores? I was a little bit hesitant at first because Ole Miss does have the weapons and the tools to put it up on just about anyone uh, of the caliber of Vandy. But Vandy's still a, a, an SEC team with a quality defense. And if you look at recent history, last, I think, 10 or 11 games, Vandy has kept, kept the game closer with Ole Miss than, than Ole Miss would like. Uh, I do think Ole Miss is in a spot where they're looking at other opponents and they want to get out of this game as quickly as possible. Uh, we saw them do this. I was on uh, Tulsa when they played Ole Miss a, a couple of weeks ago, and, and I felt that that was the right side because I didn't think Ole Miss wanted to, to really stick around too long with that game. So I, I was a little bit late getting on Vandy. I, I took him 17 and a half. I, I actually bet that uh, yesterday or today. And uh, I, just think, I just think it's just going to be a, a close, hard-fought, kind of slow, plotting, you know, run the ball a lot kind of game. And Vandy just kind of hangs around down 14 most of the time. And hopefully we'll get lucky and get the cover. Yeah, we're looking at 60 right now for a total as things currently stand. And that thing has uh, taken a small tick up, but not much movement since that opener was bet from 58 and a half up to 60 standing pats uh, there right now. Uh, you talk about games that, are, that look ugly on the surface. I don't know if you can find any betting value. I mean, Jeff, we saw Ohio State open 23 at Circa, up to 27 right now pretty much market-wide, and that would appear to only... Uh, be climbing. I know where Dan is at at Circa, that's up to 27 and a half. Ohio State going to East Lansing and taking on Michigan State. Is there any fiber in your body that would give you any inclination to take the ugly dog here at home in East Lansing? Why not? I, I look, I know Ohio State is to me at the moment the best team in the country, but you're asking them to cover four touchdowns on the road in the conference game, and, and look, Michigan State is a mess right now. There is no arguing that in Ohio State these last three weeks have looked like the team we all expected them to be uh, going into the season. With a bye week looming, uh, maybe a little bit flat on the road early. Maybe you take a, a dabble at a bigger number in a first half line with Michigan State. But again, we saw this matchup last year when Michigan State was actually good. And Ohio State ended that game at about 35 seconds. So uh, I, I, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm going to end up not betting this year. I want to see if we can how high this gets in game of Ohio State gets out to a, a big start here. Maybe we take something in the 40s on Michigan State uh, if Ohio State gets out quickly, like 14 nothing. Ben. 
First off, yeah, Ohio State laying 16 and a half for the first half. Mm -hmm. if that's an angle you'd want to look at. The two games in the Mel Tucker era for Michigan State, Ohio State 56-7 and Ohio State 52-12. How much of that is on the minds of these Spartans coming into the game today? And then one, one more before we hit a break. Dan, I'm really jealous of, of the number you have here. Duke on the road against Georgia Tech. Blue Devils opening two. This one crosses the key number and goes to three and a half. And I was late to the party, so didn't get involved here. But uh, all the way up now to four in some spots as well. With Georgia Tech coming off the big upset win last week, like we talked about earlier. At Pitt is a three-touchdown dog. Uh, Why would you like Duke so much in this spot on the opener there, Dan? Well, that's just it. Three turnovers last week. Uh, otherwise, the offense of Georgia Tech was still the same. There was a weather issue there in Pitt. That was a factor. So the first game with interim coach uh, Brent Key, that's, that's now out of the way. That's over. The reality is, is Duke is plus 71 yards per game. Georgia Tech is minus 96 yards per game. Duke is 35 points per game. Georgia Tech is 16.2 per points per game. Duke is 200 yards per game rushing. Georgia Tech gives up 192 yards per game per rushing. Duke is on a 7-1 ATS run versus Georgia Tech. These are the same teams as they were uh, three weeks ago, two weeks ago. Uh, I easily thought Duke should be favored, so when it opened minus two, I jumped on that, and I fully felt it would cross over three, and it has. I think that's the only way to go. I, I just don't see Georgia Tech doing what they did last week again. Yeah, maybe at, at this point, you get if you wanted to play it, only thing, maybe take Duke in a money line situation if you're looking at a small wager there. But a great number for you, Dan, on that one. Mike Elko, outstanding job as a first-year Duke head coach four and one to start his tenure there in Durham. We are just getting started. Hour one in the books here on Live Bet Saturday. When we come back, we'll update you on Utah and UCLA. That game underway in the Rose Bowl coming up next. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago street course. We have the side-by-side -side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 